0: G'day and welcome to Drop Rate by Sifter. Drop Rate is Sifter's review podcast, packed with thoughts and feelings about the newest video games, giving you insights from some of the best games media folks around. I'm Chris Button, and today we're talking about Super Mario Bros. Wonder alongside Ruby Innes from Back Pocket and Sifters' very own Adam Christu. Before we get into the discussion, here are the top stories featured on Walkthrough, Sifters' weekly news podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Fiona
2: Bartholomew's. And I'm Kyle Paletto. And here are the top stories this week on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast for Sunday, 10th of March. We have the highlights from this week's Xbox Partner Preview. Roguelike deck builder Balatro pulled from stores due to misunderstanding about its gambling content. A $2.4 million US dollar settlement has killed the two biggest Switch and 3DS emulators. And this year's BAFTA award nominations are here. You can get every episode of Walkthrough for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or on our website, Sifter. .au every Sunday. Articles to read, podcasts to listen to, and videos to watch on sifter.com.au.
0: So Super Mario Bros Wonder. 2D platformers, pretty much Mario's bread and butter by this point. So, Ruby, from the perspective of someone who really, truly does embody the wowie, zowie spirit, can you explain what what the overall concept of Wonder is and what what it does differently to other Marios before it?
1: Thank you so much. Uh, I I think I do. I am kind of wowie. I'm a little bit zowie. Like, I like to make sure that I I let those kind of vibes enter into my life naturally. Um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. What, what an interesting game, you know, like, like just what a fascinating, beautiful game. And and the, the funny, silly, goofy thing is, is, uh, I have never been super duper into the 2D Mario, uh, entries. I've always been a 3D Mario girl. I loved my odysseys. I, you know, loved sunshine, but, uh, and, and 64, of course, if I don't say that people are going to hurt me, but, uh, I, You know, love my 3D Marios, never really got super into the 2D ones uh, up until Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And I think it's a perfect example uh, of kind of a return to form for Nintendo in the sense of trying to do something completely different. Um, like when while I was playing Super Mario Bros, one of my first thought uh, was like, "Oh, I haven't seen this much experimentation from these guys since the GameCube days," and uh, it feel it kind of feels like that. It feels like a silly GameCube release, which I absolutely love. You know, it's it's trying to uh, uh, kind of refresh the side-scrolling Mario form, which I think it's done a really good job with while still uh, being accessible to people who aren't super into the 2D series like myself, but also still being a challenge for those people who just love to 100% Mario games of all kinds uh, and love how difficult those old 2D, 2D Mario games were. So uh, it's, it's huge. I, I I love it. I think it's so weird and strange and, and sometimes off-putting, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's neat. It's, it's, uh, it's a real wowie-zowie moment.
0: Well Zoe indeed I a lot of that resonates with me because I recall the what was labeled the new Super Mario Bros games on the the Wii and I think there were a couple of releases on the Wii, one on the 3ds and maybe like a, a refresh or remix on the Wii U. And they felt like good games and were good 2D platformers, but it did feel like a lot of the same mechanics and the same gameplay loop with different skins or slightly different environments attached. So it did wear down and wear out a little bit over time. Whereas what you say in terms of a lot of this innovation, trying some weird and and zany sort of things with wonder is, is is right on the money from my experience as well, because there are some truly bizarre things that it does in terms of swinging for the fences and, and doing a lot of these, a lot of these things, which Adam, I know, a lot of what Ruby's mentioned in terms of the 3D Mario's, in terms of Galaxy and Odyssey, a lot of the really cool, innov- uh, innovative stuff that they do there is is something that you've observed as well with your time with Wonder. So I'm I'm keen to hear more about that. What what do you think about how it sort of approached the 2D platformer and applied perhaps some of the best things that Nintendo have done previously to this game?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I guess I'm going to out my age that I'm old. Um, but I grew up with um, with the original Super Mario Brothers in our house. The Nintendo Entertainment System was our first console. And I have, like, vivid memories as a kid of watching my mom swear loudly uh, at certain levels in the original Mario Brothers, trying to beat it. I remember my sister and I playing the second Mario game and, like, fighting with each other over who would fight the final boss. Uh, I remember rushing home from primary school to play super Mario brothers three and eventually getting a super Nintendo and super Mario world was all I wanted to play. So, you know, I think the thing about those early, early Mario games that always felt really exciting is that every one of them felt like a radical reinvention of the formula of what to expect. Um, You know, the second Mario that was out here was not actually a Mario game. It was skinned into a Mario game, so let's put that aside. But the difference between the first Mario um, from 1985 and Mario 3, having a world map, having kind of warp whistles and all sorts of different things going on about it, and just the breadth of like creativity in those worlds and new power-ups that came along with it felt so refreshing and exciting. Super Mario World did the same thing it gave you Yoshi it gave you like a, a something to ride on a completely new physics system to kind of learn as well and then Yoshi's Island as well explored a completely different idea of of how to do a Mario platformer where you're kind of guarding a baby Mario that cries and still haunts my dreams from all the times I've played that game and then as you said like the Mario New Super Mario Brothers games felt really flat and it felt like a lot of the creativity within the genre within um within the series moved over to the 3d games and so while you had really exciting 2d platforming games from some of the raymond games that were coming out later on to you know at the same time of the week tropical freeze an incredible donkey kong game um that just did so much with platforming you'd look over at 2d mario and you'd be like oh new super mario brothers is just going through the motions it feel it felt like The luster was gone there. And meanwhile, really exciting things were happening in the Mario Galaxy games, sort of redefining the entire idea of a 3D Mario. And then I think like all of that came to a head with Mario Odyssey where that's, I think, where they hit the idea of like, let's just try to surprise people as much as we can. Let's like really hit people on the head with the joy of surprise and discovery. We want people to just run around a corner and find a cool little puzzle that they never would have expected and be rewarded for it. And I feel like Mario Wonder captures that same sort of idea of like, we just want to hit you over the head with shocks and surprises as much as we can. And at the same time, the sort of sterile art style of the new Super Mario Brothers has been replaced with something that feels really vivid, alive, full of personality. There's just a real sense of enjoyment when Mario goes down a pipe in this game and his hat might just float in the air for half a second and suddenly his hand leaps back out of the pipe to grab his hat and pull it back in behind him. Just little things like that that bring so much joy and life and infuse this game with a sense of character that I think it's really needed for a few years now and that the 3D games have really captured in spirit.
1: I just so agree. Like, there's something about Wonder that is so much more animated than than the ones before. and And, you know, I say that with love. I say that with love for Mario, but like, New Super Mario Bros, like, the multiplayer was new, yeah, but it is a Mario game. If you're playing it on your own, it's kind of just like the visuals are different from a 2D Mario game, but that's kind of about it. Like it, it was still, to me at least, doing much of the same and and uh, that that felt stagnant when you compare it to just how much Mario, the 2D Marios were trying to change themselves over the years, you know, and, and then just seeing it with a fresh coat of paint and you can play with three other people. It was like cool, but also eh. And so with Mario Wonder, I feel like they realized that like they kind of needed to go absolutely freaking crazy if they wanted uh to to really wow people. You know, they 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 wanted it to seem like a step up from your average 2D Mario game, you know? And I think they did that. And 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 yeah, just like it f- like the designs for the characters uh, you know, being more like the the designs that you'd see in like mario booklets and 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 printed nintendo imagery um i absolutely love i remember talking to a few people uh before the game came out and they were like oh you know mario look he looks weird like his anatomy is all wrong and i'm like have you considered that he's not a real man
2: the first time I realized that this game was really special was when I picked up the uh, elephant power-up and tried to jump while ducking at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. animation of, like, elephant Luigi on all fours trying to snuffle around in elephant form while bouncing is just one of the it's funniest so things.
1: It's so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. There was, like, I, I, played beautiful. With th- I played with three other people. Um... And uh, uh, before I decided to just go through the whole thing myself and uh, watching <laughs> watching all of us come to that same realisation at the same time and then proceeding to all jump on all fours as the elephants was, oh, my God, what an experience. What a f- what, a- what a- And, like, I'm a firm believer in uh, more couch co-op. More couch co-op games should be uh, made. Be- like there should be more options when it comes to, sitting in a room with friends and playing like actually playing an in-depth game rather than just like you know uh uh, something that maybe two people can play at once or just like one person passing around a controller uh and wonder just hits the nail on the head when it comes to playing with other people it is so much fun so much fun
0: that's that's really interesting because I think for me, the multiplayer in particular, the local multiplayer is arguably where, especially between my partner and I, we've had sort of the most frustration in really? terms of the way that the the camera follows uh, one character over another. And because m- my partner will willingly uh, acknowledge that Two D platformers, you know, aren't her sort of primary genre. Uh, so there's a little bit of a skill gap between her and myself. So there'll be a lot of times where she she'll get left behind, or because the camera will follow me, uh, and I'm moving a little bit quicker. She found it really difficult to to catch up. I am gonna
2: like jump in on that because I feel like Yoshi is actually the support character for co op, like other players can jump on your back and you can ferry them around through difficult terrain and yoshi is basically invincible to damage so it can die from pitfalls but can survive enemy attacks so if you're playing with someone that's like really struggling you can be like jump on my back and i can use my big gross tongue to grab you power ups from halfway across the level so there's there's something i kind of like about that sort of like we're going to gamify like balance through some of the options that are provided to you through the character creators I feel like my disappointment with the character options is there's like 17 different toads again, and what do they all do? There's just like here's this toad, Hold here's on. another toad. Hold you know, on for the toads. Hold I mean, on, I'm gonna warm up to there's my throat. three.
1: It's just three.
2: There's there's, there's three toads that are all like ah ah ah, and and it's like yeah, I don't know.
1: Toadette's so cute. I love her.
2: I will take Toadette. Like
1: Toadette, I, right? I am so happy. I'm so happy that I get to play. I I played and finished this game as Daisy, like start to finish. I play I, not once, not once did I jump into the, the overalls of the Italian plumber. Sorry, Mario, but I am not you. I'm a brunette woman and therefore I will always play as Daisy. And oh my God, what a treat. Like it's a weird thing of like, uh, it's, it's, there's something just so fun about playing a character that like doesn't look exactly like you, but looks the most like you that any other character in the game does. You know what I mean? And, and, and I thought that was so fun and Daisy, her, uh, like, the her design is really cute and and all the color coordination with with the yellows and the purples I absolutely loved. Um big fan of her bubble outfit. I loved all the but like talking about visuals alone on the characters, the bubble outfits, incredible. Incredible. All the the color coordination that went into those uh outfits when you got the bubble is just oh oh my god, Luigi in pink oh oh just fantastic, absolutely yeah, as, gorgeous. As a
2: Luigi main myself, as oh I my am gosh. an awkward fail son just like him, <laughs> uh, I really appreciated the amount of character and difference in character that they bring across these characters, like. There is a lot of subtle animation difference between the way that Mario picks up a fire flower and Luigi does, or Daisy does. Like, when Luigi picks up a fire flower, he does a little turn and wink at the camera in a really (laughs) awkward, pathetic way and goes, Weegee time! I love him! And it's it's just, like, they've captured this sense of humour and spirit in this game that I just did not expect at all. Um, I kind of want to loop back to multiplayer just a little bit because... You know, I live under a bridge and I eat trash, so I don't have any friends. Oh, and- I'll
1: play with you. Oh, thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I played a lot of the asynchronous uh, multiplayer online, the uh, the official like Dark Souls of the Mushroom Kingdom experience of Mario Wonder, where you see other players' ghosts kind of flip in and out of the level alongside you while you're playing, sort of like a a Soulsborne game. And you can leave little stand icons throughout the map, and so can other people playing. And those become like emergency safety points. If you fall off a level or you're about to die, you go into ghost form and can rush over to either another player's ghost or one of their stands to come back before dying. Um, And just like the joy of trying to either save people or create safety nets for people or exploit those safety nets when i screwed up was was added a lot of fun that i wasn't anticipating to this game particularly like there has been so many times where i've tried to meet someone as they're rushing to me as a ghost and i just miss them and i see them eat shit and die and it shouldn't <laughs> be really funny but it really is every time and it just it's just another layer of fun to this game that i was not expecting whatsoever
1: i also uh i love the ghosts like i love this, this online multiplayer that isn't really, but it kind of is. I think it's really cool. It is especially my favorite when you go into the, um, I think they're called badge hunt levels or like coin hunt, uh, where you have to find like five of the, the wonder Flower coins. Um, and playing those cause I, I played probably a third of the game with friends and then the rest of it, if not the whole thing on my own. And so uh, going into those levels uh, on my own, there were points where I was just like, i I don't know how to get this coin. like I, I literally have no idea where it is." And then a little ghost character who is an elephant would you know run up to me and start like uh uh, emoting at me furiously and I'm like okay I'm listening and they would proceed to lead me to exactly where it was and like ducking 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 and I'm like okay so I duck down and I go down here and then suddenly I found the coin and then I find it and I emote furiously at them and they do the same thing back to me it it reminds me a lot of the multiplayer in Journey uh, where, you know, you're not, you're just chucked in an area with people. Like, like it is completely random and you can't really do much else other than, you know, give a signal of where to go. Uh, a, a little helping hand with, with the standees, like it's little, uh, unintrusive bits of, uh, multiplayer that I, it, it's it's less like you're playing the game together and rather you're playing the game alongside one another, uh which I really I really think is is super duper cool
2: yeah and I, I once again, I feel so bad <laughs> saying this, but when you're doing a hard level and three people die and you make it through, <laughs> it feels so good. You're just like, oh yeah. and then well, of course, the karma of this is you immediately die in the next level. like I just get
1: so excited. Die. I get so excited when, uh, like I hit the, the flag with other people, like, and they suddenly, uh, stop being a ghost and become like real on the flagpole. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's like, it's childlike wonder. Oh, Mario wonder. Oh, crazy. <laughs> She's done
0: that. it, folks. She's done it. <laughs> Bring she's, it back. she's done the, the Super Mario Bros wonder. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. That that aspect of, of the multiplayer is is brilliant and adds this wonderful and really lovely sense of community to the game. Um yes, yeah, Adam, you are absolutely right. It is objectively funny to see people totally stuff up and die. Um that that is undeniable to me. But it's also really lovely when you do have those moments where you know you're relying on someone else or someone else is is relying on you to help you know get through the level as well. You know, that, that really lovely sense of connection, which, you know, as, as as you say, Ruby, exactly like Journey was, you know, exactly like the Dark Souls games, Elden Ring and, and a bunch of other games that have done it to to really uh, similarly good effects. So that's something I've really been enjoying because I've been playing most of Super Mario Bros. Wonder by myself uh you know, little little bit sad that, you know, my my partner felt that she couldn't sort of, you know, play at the same time with me, but that, you know, playing with the the asynchronous sort of stuff alongside people online, that has been a, a really cool sort of, you know, alternative way of, of playing and enjoying the game with other people as well.
1: I think as well, there's a lot of this game that does feel like it's made for one person. Um like there are levels that very clearly uh either you all have to be at the same level of Mario expertise or three people are dying and one person is left to finish that level. Like a lot of these levels feel like they're made for single people, which can be annoying when you're with a group. When you're on your own, uh, feels, uh, frustrating to play over and over and over and over again until you win and then it feels awesome and you feel like the best gamer in the entire world uh but for the 43 times before that where you ate shit and died uh it felt bad (laughs) and it was frustrating i think the first level uh where i really felt that was the uh it was a musical level and I'd love to talk about the music in this game and the musicality of this game as well because God is it beautiful. God is it well done. I, I'm I'm not sure if this game is up for sound design at the Game Awards but it should be. Then again, the Game Awards, questionable, so it's like whatever. But so uh, this level, it was this musical level where, where platforms would show up uh, in time um, to the music. And then the music would get, uh, the tempo would get faster and faster and it got harder and harder. I ate shit. I ate absolute shit so many times, but they knew that Shigeru Miyamoto knew that I personally would. And that's exactly why when you fall down, it takes you to the end of the level, but it does let you go back. And boy, howdy, did I keep going back? And then I finished it and I was like, I'm the best at video games. So
2: did you get to the advanced version of that level which has rising lava and makes you do wall jumps in time to no. the song which is three times faster no doesn't have a safety net because <laughs> and, and that's when i screamed <laughs> uh i mean like I, I think that highlights some of the the kind of really fun parts about level design in this game is that mario platformers have always traditionally done this thing where like a new mechanic will be introduced and it gently shows you how to use it. And then it gently shows you how to subvert it slightly. And then by the end of the level, you kind of fully understand the mechanic so it can whack you over the head with some challenging ways to approach it. Um, What I find wild about Mario Wonder is that it's just doing that with a new idea almost every single level. I mean, there's one or two levels that might repeat an idea like the, the musical blocks that come on and off in the time with the song. But for the most part, it feels like every level has a new concept that it's playing with um, that's forcing you to adapt to it really quickly. And then it might flip that idea on its head when you touch the Wonderflower in the level as well, which brings like another layer of like surprise and mechanics along to spin you out. It's it's quite... I can't believe how many levels there are in this game based on how much things are changing and shifting all the time between, you know, even the concept of a level shifts. Like some levels are long traditional Mario levels. Others are just solve a simple puzzle and you're done. And I really love that there's like levels that are just called break time or whatever, or levels that are designed to make you challenge yourself with one particular movement skill that might be unlocked with a badge where you'll be just practicing one style of double jump or something. And trying to navigate a very annoying level that built around it. And yeah, I really just can't stop thinking about some of those moments because I, I love when a platformer forces me to try and try over again. I know that sounds horrible, but it's almost like that's when Mario is in like, it's kind of what I like to think of as like flow state. Like when you are so in the moment that you're willing to die over and over and over again to succeed. And it feels so good when you finally get past that finish line.
1: Oh, I mean, some of those break time levels felt needed. They felt necessary because like for me, uh, uh, and I'm sure many, many other people, Super Mario Bros. Wonder uh, at some times uh, was fun, silly, goofy, baby game. Uh, at other times felt like Celeste and <laughs> and had me gnawing on drywall. I was like I was pulling my hair out on some of those levels. And uh, I love it for that. I, I think it's it doesn't hold your hand but it does point you in the right direction which I think is if that makes sense like it it, it's not uh it's not it's not a game for babies it's <laughs> for adults like me but it's it's this interesting thing where I think I'm trying to put the words together uh I think it's it's child quote-unquote childish visage uh makes for an absolute banger of a time when it is really, really difficult. (laughs) Like it's, I just, I love it. I I love a challenge and I used to hate a challenge uh, uh, and I used to drop games uh, very easily if I wasn't doing well in them. And I think, you know what, actually playing and finishing Celeste is what helped me uh, uh, play Super Mario Bros. Wonder because I had that vibe already in me that was like, if you keep doing it, eventually you will beat it. And I did.
2: Yeah, I mean, it does remind me of Celeste at times as well. And all the kind of like frustration and joy that comes from finally getting past a level that Celeste had as well. Um, I kinda wanna go back a little bit to like the sound design and musicality of this game because there is so much good stuff going on. Like the real subtle instrumentation that happens depending on certain moves that you do. Like when you do a ground pound, you can actually hear a drum roll effect kind of kick in. There's beautiful subtle instrumentation, like the sound of strings kind of starting to warm up as you start to run and increase your pace. Um, It feels like every sound effect has been beautifully thought out, but there is one that stands out to me. And I, I, I like, I don't know how to feel about it, but there are these little flowers that are all over every level. They're like a big part of Mario Wonder because we're in the flower kingdom this time. We're not actually in the mushroom kingdom. Um, And there's these little tiny flowers that pop up that speak to you, like little speech bubbles will come up and have written words, but they also have voices, human voices that pop up. And the default English voice is like the standard, what I like to call Nintendo treehouse slash like uh, kind of trailer voice, which is just an overly excited American dude. It's just some
1: guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like,
2: hey, Mario, how's it going? (laughs) What are you doing here near the power pipe? And it's, it's just this flower will just show up and just say the most random shit um, either take you completely out of the moment or you just kind of scratch your head and go, I really like this. It's completely bizarre. Like, I found a secret and a flower dropped out of the sky and was like, what are you doing here, buddy? And I was like, I, I hate this and simultaneously I love this. Um, Ruby, I know you have thoughts on the flowers. I
1: love the oddity of it. It it feels it feels like it belongs because this game is so strange. Like there is so much oddity in this game that having a talking flower that just sounds like a regular dude, just talks like a regular dude, if not with like a funny little twang is so perfect to me. Like I, I think it works so well because it's so strange and it like pulls me out. Uh, uh But only in the way that everything kind of pulls me out of this game. Like, in, in the sense of, it, you know, it doesn't feel like a traditional Mario game. And that's why I think it's so good. Like, even the, the instrumentation of the movement, as you mentioned before, is such an interesting and, and oh my God, well done stylistic choice that gives the game uh, so much flavor in the smallest way. And I hate to just like compare one game to another game because, you know, it's, it's lazy. However. Now
2: do it, Dragon.
1: I will um oh not really dragging um the the attention <laughs> more so the opposite uh the attention to detail of the audio design in this game reminds me a lot of the attention to detail in unpacking where every single uh item that you pick up and put down has a different sound depending on what where you put it like uh, uh if you put a a vase on a table, on a wooden table, it's going to sound different to if you put it on a, a marble counter and and on a bed. And I think that's so interesting. Like it's such a cool little thing that adds so much to the game. And, you know, with Super Mario Bros. Wonder, they didn't need to make every movement sound like a drum. They didn't need to do that and they've never really done it before. Like there is obviously audio design in previous Mario games, but – Making music such a, a, a vital, uh, pardon me. Making music such a vital part of this game feels like, for me, such an out there choice. Like I, I, I love, it. I love how this game sounds. The, the random, uh, Wonderflower moments where it's literally just piranha plants singing to you. Strange, bizarre, incredible. Like, I, I just, I don't know. There's, there's, I love music. I love music. And, 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 you know, I'm the sort of person that misses the days when Zelda games were very strongly about the music. I am a, a big audio head. I, I love when there's a lot of love and care put into how something sounds. And this is, in my opinion, uh, just, just from an audio—not from soundtrack. Soundtrack's great, uh, but from an audio design standpoint alone, this is the best sounding Mario game. When we talk about soundtrack, you—you know, got to give it to Galaxy. It's just my opinion, but like, in terms of audio design, oh my god, oh my god, this is this is the one for me.
0: It, it really does feel like the, the ultimate Mario. But one one of the things I, I want to finish on, or as as we sort of draw to a close is in terms of the, the wonderful hours and like the, the badge system and the way it sort of augments the, the way you play, because we we've mentioned that the levels, they feel very unique and different from, from one to another, but then you've also got player agency in terms of the way that you can equip these badges that augment your, your play style and your abilities as well. I, I very recently picked up a badge that let me use a grapple, which I'm like, a Mario game with a grapple? That this, this, this is game of the year stuff for me. I, I thought that was so cool and the way that the, there were clearly some levels even outside of the badge challenge levels, there were some levels that did feel very clearly catered towards the use of a certain badge or very well suited to them in terms of like a, a higher jump or having the extended reach of, say, the, the glider that you could use. But it was a really cool way of changing up the gameplay as well. And I, I want to hear your thoughts on it in terms of you know, how, how you felt it you know, played into the way that you approach the game as well. Uh, Adam, any particular thoughts that you had on the way that the badges and sort of the, the flowers changed up the experience? Yeah, the badge system is really cool. I think it
2: starts you off with one of the best badges in the game, which is the glider where Mario or whoever just like makes their hat really big and uses it to like catch some air and float on down. And there's some really cool tricks you can do with wall jumps with that to kind of keep yourself perpetually going up and sort of manipulating gravity that's really rad. So it was hard for me at first to sort of experiment with some of the other badges, but Some of them get really exciting, like the high jump one, the grapple, um, the dolphin kick, which is sort of an underwater one, which I feel like is a mandatory equip anytime you have to swim in water. It feels wrong not to have that ability to like do a little boost. Um, So I love the sort of freedom of that and also the feeling of going through a level and kind of seeing things and being like oh if i redid this level with the high jump badge i could get over there i could do this sort of thing maybe i want to replay a level now and see if i missed something and that alone kind of like scratches that itch that like modern 2d marios have had which is like you know there's three coins to pick here there's this to find there um so come back to the level at the end of the game and find all the things you missed and The badges just felt like a great extension of that, allowing you to sort of like replay levels with a slight little twist to them. There's some cursed badges, like that spring badge, which just makes you perpetually bounce. And I feel like I I like that badges like that are in this game because they're for like the people that are going to do games done quick, where they'll speed run the game with that badge or something. And I'll just be left there being like, I don't know how you people do this. I'm not an MLG gamer. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of that sort of energy in here as well, which I find really fun that like some of these badges handicap you in a way to make the game a lot more challenging.
1: It's funny that you mention um, games qu- done quick, because I feel like this is the sort of game that has so many different options for how to speed run it that in my eyes, it seems like it's going to just blow up games done quick. Like, like it's, there are so many different ways to play this game that mess you up. I had about three levels uh, that I was playing with other people where I kept putting the spring badge on um, and everybody was getting really mad at me, but I thought it was really funny. And it was, and it, and it was. <laughs> uh, and th- I think we finished like two levels completely with that spring badge. It was funny. And I, I love, it. I love the badges because one, I like that everybody's put on an even playing field. I uh, think that that you know, it's it's it was cool in previous games that Luigi can jump a little higher or or Peach can float. I think that's really neat. At the same time, sometimes I don't want to play Peach and I still want that cool little move. You know, I I, I think it's an interesting, cool touch. Uh, to have that kind of uniqueness. But at the same time, what I like about Wonder is uh everybody being kind of exactly the same. Uh rather than you know, other than the the Yoshis and the Nabbit of course. Except I've never played as Nabbit. I'd like to see how it actually works because I don't think you can ride Nabbit. But no. I might be I don't wrong. care for Nabbit. Yeah, we don't talk about Nabbit. What's Uh, Nabbit
2: doing here? Who is Nabbit again? It's from New Super Mario Bros. I think it is, yeah.
1: And, And I don't know if he's got a mouth, and that kind of scares me. Uh, you know, he's got a mouth bandana, but what's under that? I don't think there's anything. Anywho. We need
2: that, uh, that Twitter account <laughs> that, uh, what is it? The, the Mario. Super Mario Broth, I think. Yeah. Super so Mario Broth needs to give us Ross. some lore dump on the history of <laughs> Tell Nabbit. Tell
1: me about Nabbit. Uh, but I love the badges. I think they're so cool. I like, uh, that, you know, you're given a tutorial on them immediately, uh, to, you know, get yourself comfortable with it. And it's a whole last level. I think that's awesome. But then on top of that, I uh, I like that it kind of encourages you to experiment with them and, and try out new ways to play levels like, oh, you've got this badge on and you're playing this level and you can't seem to get through it. Maybe you actually need to use this badge to get through it. Uh, I leaned uh, very, very heavily on the twirl jump badge. Uh, it's I, w- I would even argue that it's a little bit of a handicap. But you know what? I don't mind because I love – I got really used to jumping and twirling that it just became like second nature to me. So then when I didn't have that badge on and I jumped and twirled uh, and it did nothing, I was like, what's going on here? What are we doing? Um, but – I love the badges. I think I think they're so cool. I think there's just so much new th- stuff in this game, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. And I think that's hard to do. I think that's really hard to add a whole bunch of new shit to a game that has been around for a trillion billion years and have it uh, not feel overwhelming and I think they've done just that honestly.
2: Yeah and um, Chris you mentioned Patrick Klepek before from Remap Radio but he also wrote something really similar when Wonder first came out which was like finally a new 2D Mario game where I feel like I have to relearn how to play a Mario. It feels like it's been so long it feels since new. we've had that experience of being like oh shit the physics are different, the power-ups are different, everything feels new again. It's like that jump from mario brothers one to three to to super mario world all over again and it feels so nice to have yeah something new in the 2d mario space
1: oh and i just love the flowers i love them i i know i keep saying like oh i love this i love i really like this game like and and i can't i can't help but just gosh you know what i mean but oh my god the wonder flowers are so silly so silly and i i i like that feeling of you never really know what you're gonna get you know like uh, the musical numbers coming up was a shock. <laughs> like when I, when I was first playing, I was like, "I do I do I kill them? I'm not going to." And every single musical number level that I got, I I would not hurt a single enemy <laughs> because I was like, "They're do they're performing? They're performing for me." And what am I going to do? Squish them with my little boots? That feels wrong. And and that, that in itself, creating my own little game inside the game is is silly, and I love it.
0: You you had your own Mario pacifist run.
1: Yeah, exactly. I may I, every game is undertail to me at the end of the day.
2: I was gonna say my favorite, um my favorite Wonderflower moment was probably when I finally decided to pick Daisy for the first time ever, jumped into a level and she turned into a giant slice of cake. And I was like, Yeah, I can I can get behind this. This is great. They had to sit there and like animate all the characters as cake, and I
1: appreciate that. I also am a huge fan of the levels where you turn into a blob. I love being goop. I love being a blob. Either sticking onto surfaces, squeezing through them, just just bouncing around as a big blob. Oh. Oh. Oh heavens. Oh good day. I I thought it was, I like when Odyssey had you know, cappy and the ability to throw the your Mario hat onto any enemy and become them. I thought that was so neat. And this game doing a pretty similar thing, except you have to get to the end of a level while being a Goomba uh, or being a blob. I, I just, I, I think it's so cool. I think it's so weird, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah,
2: and if you if you don't like weirdness, you can just not touch the flower and have a normal Mario level, which is kind of cool too. Like, you, you can kind of just skip it. And sometimes you miss the Wonder Flower and you're like, oh, the level's over. Oh, shit, I missed the cool thing. i got to go back.
0: Well, now I feel like this entire recording has been leading up to this point because, Adam, you, you wrote it into your contract for this show that you would only appear if you could mention one thing about elephant mario so please uh share share your thoughts on elephant mario oh yeah he's extremely hot elephant mario you want
2: my number i'll hit you up uh let's go the overalls they look fantastic on you like i don't know what's going on there but they have launched a thousand uh saucy uh fan art images already i'm sure so congratulations, they knew what Nintendo. they were doing. They, they knew, knew exactly what they, what they, were, they
1: doing. were doing. Uh, <laughs> Jinx. But I, I, I loved Toadette as as elephant. Elephant Toadette's my favorite elephant character because she's got those little dot eyes and then still has the toad braids. Obsessed. Oh, so freaking cute.
0: So I think the the answer to this is a foregone conclusion and one that's pretty obvious by this point. But, Ruby, do you drop or rate Super Mario Bros. Wonder?
1: I rate it, honestly. Like, I've uh, I've had a lot of games that made me cry and had a lot of games that made me laugh. Uh, I have had games make me smile, but I have never had a game that's made me smile all the way through uh, like Wonder has. I've, I found myself constantly uh, feeling refreshed with every level that I went into. Uh, and, and this is coming from somebody that just normally doesn't really get into 2D Mario games. It, they, they just, they don't, they haven't really hit for me. And this one did. I, I just, I just, I love everything that it's trying to do. It feels like a, a huge leap. Uh, into weirdness that Nintendo when it wants to do it it does so so well and there was a period where they decided to not do it as much and that was boring so I'm a huge fan I I I rate it I rate it super hard
2: Adam what about you oh look I I give it five hot elephant Marios out of five I mean (laughs) it's it's one of the best games of the year and I feel like we've got such a year where I can repeatedly say that about so many different games it's to have one of the best 2D platformers since maybe Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which is an all-time classic, kind of just drop out of nowhere and have so much character and and sense of fun about it outside of the platforming being really good, is like outrageously cool. Like there hasn't been a, a game in this genre, this style of game that feels so um like confident. I think is another element of it as well. It is confident in its willingness to just try things and allow you to kind of like enjoy it, exploring a million different ideas being thrown at you that I don't think a lot of games allow itself to, and we certainly don't often see in this genre at all.
0: Um, so yeah, it's it's one of the best things I've played all year. I wholeheartedly agree. I also rate Super Mario Bros. Wonder one of my favorite games of the year and probably yeah one of my favorite Mario's of all time as well.
1: Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash Discord.
0: This has been Drop Rate by Sifter, our video game review podcast. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the theme music. Sifter is produced by me, Chris Button, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang and Adam Christu. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni Giovanni is our executive producer. Ruby. Tell us, if people would like to follow you and see your work, where can they do so?
1: If you want to bother me, really piss me off, uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter. I'm not calling it the other name. At uh, Ruby Innes, just my name. Uh, and, um, oh, doi. I also do a podcast. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I also do a podcast, uh, Pocket Buds, where I talk to my best buds about video games and stuff. It's a real hoot. Uh, sometimes it's good. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. It- it's always good. <laughs> no, it I was about to say, sometimes it's bad, but you know what? I think uh, as someone who. Uh, records and also edits it. It's really good. <laughs> um, I have to say that about my own work or else I'd go crazy. But uh, you can find po- uh, Pocket Buds on all streaming thingies. Um, also, uh, I do Back Pocket every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on Twitch. Um, not every. Sometimes I'm not on the show, but I'd say most of the time I am. Um, so you can find me on there sometimes when am i on you'll have to find it on twitter because that's usually where i'll post it but yeah the end you got to
0: got to tune in to find out and i will i will say on on pocket buds uh, on Sifter, we had an interview with Sam Barlow of imm- Immortality f- uh, Fame recently. It's a great interview. Go and check it out. But I also recommend you pair it with Ruby's own interview with Sam Barlow uh, and get get the full Sam Barlow experience. Yeah. So
1: If you want to hear his opinion on the grey, grey foods of Great Britain, Uh, (laughs) you can listen to my one as well. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And Adam fellow radio professional yourself where can people find your work
2: oh god um look i'm not on much social media these days i'm trying not to use uh the bad bird uh so i'm i'm on there as oh god what is what is even my twitter account called these days i've put it on private so you're gonna find me anyway uh you can find me on sifter.com.au where i write reviews and various other things pop up on our other podcasts i guess so find me there
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much to the two of you. And that is all for this week. You can check out what Sifter is up to on our various socials all over the place at Sifter HQ on most platforms at the moment. And plus, you can check out our other podcast, Lightmap, where we talk to game developers, creatives, and people who are doing cool things in interactive media on your favorite podcast app of choice. Thank you very much for joining us. See you next time.
2: Hey there, Gianni here on the latest episode of Lightmap Sifter's interview podcast. Maddie Annabelle and Shaz Dio from Brisbane's Half Brick share the history of Fruit Ninja and the new version they built for Apple Vision Pro. We're a company that's not afraid to fail, so we thankfully had a lot of support and were able to just keep trying things over and over and over again until it felt right. Our biggest kind of challenge was just trying to figure out how to truly make it feel like you are doing the slicing getting it one for one making it feel juicy and exciting we wanted to be able to pick up a fruit off the ground and slice it throw it somewhere and have you know the juice and the splats appear everywhere and it was just a lot of iterations
0: and trial and error
2: you can get every episode of lightmap for free on apple podcasts on spotify on youtube or head to our website sifter.com.au